0: Amen. Brother and Sister Stanley, so good to be with us again tonight. Uh, what a service Sunday night. My Lord have mercy. Amen. I tell you what, I left here loving the name of Jesus more than I've ever loved it. I'm <laughs> We went into place to eat and I said, in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm trying to make that a habit everywhere I go, whatever I do, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, in Jesus' name. Young people and children can slip out very quickly while they're doing that. We're going to turn the service to Brother Stanley. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Hughes. Thank the Lord.
1: Thank the Lord. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, isn't it? Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Hughes. I'm excited and about what God is doing at Greater Life. Amen. And and this coming Sunday, that he just got me all excited about it. Praise the Lord! It's just awesome what God is doing. And uh, I was thinking of the words that that uh, God gave Joshua when he when they were marching around the walls of Jericho, and. Uh, Joshua told them, he said, after you marched around the seventh time, on that seventh day, he said, shout, for God has given you the city. Amen. Amen. Shout, for God has given you the city. Amen. They shouted before the walls fell. Amen. And thank God we're going to be shouting around here. Because God has given you this city. I believe that. How many believe that? Yes, sir. Amen. You have marched around the walls and you have seen all kinds of adversities and storms and literally storms. And uh, everything has happened to try to stop the progress of God's work and kingdom in Webster, Texas. But the hell is defeated. Praise God. And look at this beautiful facility. Uh, I just can't get over the... This this was a gym, right? Amen. How beautiful it is. This is a lot better than some people's sanctuaries. Amen. Just beautiful. And then God's going to give you that great one over there. Thank the Lord. Can you say amen? Thank the Lord. I'm gonna get right into our, our lesson tonight. I, I understand that uh, y'all do like we do at New Life in Dallas. We try to let uh, our folks out on, on Wednesday night around 8.30 because it's, it's school time now. Is that right? Amen. And so I'm not gonna hold you long and, I'll tell you like Henry Eighth told his eighth wife, I will not keep you long. Amen. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 9 through 13. I don't know how excited or preachy I'm going to get here tonight. You can stand and honor the Word. And uh, I may. I've been accused of treaching. Do, do you know what that means? Treaching. That's a mixture of teaching and preaching because I'm a little hyper. Have you all kind of figured that out that I'm a little hyper? Amen. But uh, First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 9 reads like this, For I think that God has set forth us, the apostles' last, as it were appointed unto death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world." Not only to the world, but to the angels and to men. Everybody say a spectacle. We are fools for Christ's sake. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a fool for Christ's sake. Whose fool are you? Amen. You're going to be a fool for something. But I thank God we're fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable But we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. And labor and working with our hands, being reviled and defamed, we intrecute persecuted, we suffer it. Verse 13, being defamed, we entreat, we are made as the filth of the world. And are the offscouring of all things unto this day. We're made as the filth of the world. How many of you understand that it's really not popular among the world for us to be Pentecostals? Pentecostals is not the most popular religion. I'm, I'm sorry to, to bust your bubble tonight. Amen. But it's not the most popular that's right. Uh, they have something in the in the newspaper in Dallas says, "Go to the church of your choice." And I didn't know I had a choice. Amen. He, I, I didn't choose this. He chose me. He said, "I've chosen you." Now I understand we got a choice. We can go where we go. We're we're uh, self-willed people. We do what we want to do. But I thank God that God called me to be what I am. Can you shout, Amen? Thank God. Let's clap our hands and worship the Lord right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. Thank God. You may be seated. I want to just talk to you just a little while right now on this thought. Lord, give us fanatics. What we need in this hour is Pentecostal fanatics. Amen. And I'm going to explain what I'm talking about in just a moment. But we need Pentecostal fanatic. If we're going to impact our world, we need to be fanatical about what we believe. I believe that with all of my heart. The original saints did not play in New Orleans. They prayed in Jerusalem. Their zeal for Christ made them known as fanatics. From which we get our word fan. There are all kinds of fanatics. The world calls them fans because the root word for fans is fanatics. So if you are a football fan or a baseball fan or or a basketball fan, hockey fan or whatever you may be, you are a fanatic when they say you are a fan. The word fanatic, I defined it as this. It is a person with extreme and unreasonable enthusiasm or zeal. A person that is extremely devoted to a cause. Amen. I say, Lord, give us Pentecostal fanatics that loves the Lord their God with all of their heart, with all their soul, and with all of their might. I, I'm here to tell you that if we're going to impact our world, we're going to have to be extremely devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ. The early church were fanatics. They were extremely devoted. They, they loved to pray. The place where they prayed, the Bible says in Acts chapter four was shaken. The place was shaken. They had an earth shaken prayer meeting. To me, that is Intense prayer that is prayer that is effective that's prayer that is fervent amen and I believe that we Pentecostals when we come together for prayer we are to come together with faithfulness and with fervency and with intensity amen that early church were so full of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost that they accused them of being drunk drunk on the day of Pentecost and what we need in this hour didn't drunk alcoholics. Amen. I'm not talking about getting drunk on I.W. Harper or Budweiser or any of that. I'm talking about getting drunk on the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember years ago and growing up in the Pentecostal ranks that I saw many people drunk On the Holy Ghost I I don't see that many As drunk today as we used to see it But I remember them when they used to be Drunk on the Spirit of God But today we have too many social drinkers. We nip a little bit here and we nip a little bit there, but we don't want to get beside ourselves, for we may look foolish if we try to get so much of this Holy Ghost that we get drunk. The early church was constantly having church in the streets and in the palaces and the shops and the synagogue. In Acts chapter 4, they accused them of being bold. They they, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. But they thought they were ignorant and they thought they were unlearned. The reason they thought that because they were extremely devoted in what they believed and what they felt. Amen. They were emotional people. They were not afraid to let people see them shout or rejoice or magnify God. Amen. Some scholars trace our word enthusiasm kan To the Greek word God within Our word enthusiasm Comes from the extreme Devotion to the church And originally meant God within Saints with God within Should be enthusiastic We should be excited Amen Oh, We should be beside ourselves That when people walk Through those doors They know that there's a people here That loves God and believes In what they believe in Amen. And believes in the worship and praise unto God. I never will forget a few weeks ago I was preaching in Brownwood, Texas. And I walked into the sanctuary that morning. Walked down the side aisle on the right. And there was a little lady sitting there. I'd never seen her before in my life. And I reached over there and I shook her hand. And I said, I'm, I'm Brother Stanley. She said, I'm Sister Margie. And she said, I love this church this is my life Amen. I never will forget that she didn't know me I didn't know her but she just wanted me to know right quickly I love my church and this is my life how many loves the great life church tonight do you love your church is this your life Amen. This is what we're living for. This is what it's all about. Can you shout Amen. Thank God. Give me fanatics any day. Every Sunday should be Super Bowl Sunday for the saints as they stand up to battle Satan with all the zeal of Christ in the first century church. If we're ever going to defeat Satan, we've got to pray, Lord, make make me a fan make me totally devoted totally sold out to this gospel amen let everybody I meet know that I'm a one God Jesus name tongue talking apostolic I'm not ashamed of the gospel oh I can't teach I gotta preach I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ oh we need fans in this hour people that are extremely devoted to the cause of Jesus Christ I want to impact this world I want this world to know That I love Jesus with all of my heart Can you You want to be a uh, How many wants to be a fan of Jesus tonight You want to be a fan Let me talk to you for just a few minutes about the characteristics of a fan. Let's see if we're really fans or not. I'll give you some characteristics of a fan. And when I'm talking about the fans right here, I'm talking about the fans of this world, the football, the baseball, the basketball, the hockey fans, soccer fans, or whatever. Amen. Let me give you some characteristics of these fans and see if we are really a fan of Jesus Christ. Number one, fans arrive early. that 's right, Brother Ranger ballpark. you few years ago, they were giving away beanie babies that 's right a few years when the, when, the, when the park first opened up, they were giving away beanie babies. I read in the Dallas Morning News where they had gone out there, and they had camped out all night long on the sidewalk because they wanted to be the first one in line to get a beanie baby. Amen. I'm here to tell you if the world can do that for Beanie Babies, what can you and I do for the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Oh, are we willing to devote our time? Are we willing to give to Him? Amen. Brother, if they can camp out all night long. Shannon, my son, uh, he was going to put his children in a private school in Boulder City a few years ago. And it was a very, very highly uh, publicized private school. And it only took so many. You couldn't, you couldn't, they got so many and they cut them enrollment off. My boy wanted his sons to be in that school Because it was so highly recommended And he went out there at 2.30 a.m. in the morning And laid out in a sleeping bag Just to enroll his his kids in a private school Fans arrive early Why? Because they're so excited They can hardly wait till the game starts Amen They'll stand in line for days to get a ticket They arrive early They seldom come in during the third. In or the second quarter but my god in the church sometimes we stagger in and we stagger out oh but i want to get so excited about jesus that i want to come as early as i can hallelujah if nothing else you ought to get early here to pray and seek god and get your mind fixed upon jesus so we can see a mighty move of god I know you're working, and I know it's hard to fight traffic. I've been a pastor in a metro area, and it's hard for my people to get there. But I tell them, get here as soon as you can. If you can't get here early, just come on anyhow. Amen. Because there's something that God's got for everybody in the house of God. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. The first sign of lukewarmness is when people start arriving late and leaving early. Sign of lukewarmness is when you start straggling in late, and then you want to leave early. But I got to i i, I, I notice this, brother Hughes. Your people don't want to leave. Y'all don't want to leave. Amen. They—we dismissed here Sunday morning, Sunday. Y'all just. Hang I looked at Brother Hughes, I said, that's a sign of a healthy church. Amen. When you're dismissed, you don't want to leave this place. You sit around, you stand around, you fellowship. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, that is a beautiful thing. Fans arrive early. Because fan, fans don't care when they get home. Everybody say, fans don't care when they get home. They love extra innings. They love seven sudden death over time. 2005 World Series. One game lasted nearly six hours. And nobody left. Hey, Amen. Fans are not pew warmers and clock watchers. They're not worried about the pot roast and beating the Baptist to Bonanza. Bonanza's out of business, so it's not Bonanza anymore. But it's salt grass or cheddars or whatever. Amen. But I'm worried about the postmodern Pentecostalism. Sometimes we have programmed God plum out of our service. I remember my dad telling me years ago church would last at twelve to one o'clock in the morning, and they would fall out in the Holy Ghost. They'd get drunk in the spirit. My dad would used to tell me early Pentecost they would have to put them in the wagons and carry them home. And they were still talking in tongues when they put them to bed. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm talking about fans that are extremely devoted to the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation we need an old fashioned move of God to the point that we forget about the time and we get lost in the Holy Ghost amen Lord we need fans we need fans that's not worried about the clock that's not worried about what time we're getting home if the Holy Ghost moves it doesn't matter anyhow it's the greatest feeling in all the world One man told me I stayed home from church because I needed to rest. I said, my God, the the Bible says this is the rest where you may cause a weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Even when you're tired, come on to the house of God. And one touch of the Holy Ghost, you're going to walk out here refreshed and feeling good. How many will agree with me with that? You may have been tired when you got here, but you're feeling better already, aren't you? Hallelujah. I said you're feeling better already. Amen. Because you're a real fan of Jesus Christ. Number three characteristics of fans. Fans are vocal. Everybody say fans are vocal. They don't sit and spectate. They participate. Hello? Amen. Some people's theme song... Hey, I've been to some churches that I know some people's theme song is... I shall not be moved. I shall not be... I shall not be moved. it take dynamite to move them. Amen. Because they ain't going to move. I'm not talking about y'all. I just said some people. Amen. But but I want you to understand that you got to realize that when you come to the house of God... There's one thing I notice y'all do here a lot, brother. Y'all stand up a lot. That's right. My God, I stand up 30 minutes Sunday morning. And I loved every minute of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we do it at New Life, too. We stand. Amen. Some of the old folks, they, they'll they sit down on us. But I understand that. Go ahead and sit down. But we that are well-bodied, we still going to be standing. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? Thank God. Real fans can't keep quiet. They screamed to their horse. Amen. I remember my dad told me when he went to to a football game before he got in the church. He said I went and had a brand new derby hat on. Oh, He said I got so weak. he said my team was winning. They scored a touchdown. He said I got so excited I threw that brand new derby hat up in the air. Air caught it and ran my foot plumb through it. Amen, brother. Because he was excited about what's happening. Thank God. Brother, Jeremiah 29, he he said, It's like fire shut up in my bones. I just can't sit down. I can't be quiet. Amen. Jeremiah said, I will not mention him. I won't speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart. Amen. You get the word in your heart, Bubba. It's going to have to come out some way and somehow. His word was in my heart uh, uh, it's like fire shut up in my bones uh, and I was weary with forbearing in other words he said I got tired of putting a lid on it I got tired of squelching it I got tired of trying to keep, uh, keep it back he said I got tired of that he said I just decided it's just like fire burning in my system I can't sit still I can't be quiet hey Hey Pentecostal let's get on fire Those fans are vocal Those fans are hollering and screaming And carrying on Those fans are crazy Hallelujah Let's holler and scream and carry on For the Lord Jesus Christ Can you say amen Hallelujah Brother I am telling you You know what I like about it At a Pentecostal apostolic church We have home field advantage Amen. What is home field advantage? Did you know that the Astros, do you all know the Astros around here? The Astros during the World Series last year wanted to keep the roof closed on Minute Maid Park. You know why they want to keep the roof closed on Minute Maid Park? The noise of the home crowd. Brother, would you close that roof up? And people begin to
0: scream and holler
1: And carry on It's a home field advantage Psychologically it affects the enemy Amen That's right That's why when, uh, when you come to church uh, The devil feels at home in a quiet place He feels at home in dry places The Bible says he walks around in dry places uh, Amen Brother, But if you come into an apostolic church And there's shouting And there's voices of victory And there's praise. And there's worship The hell gets nervous The devil gets nervous He can't stand it Hey devil This is our home turf You have no business coming on our home turf Amen You might as well get out of here Can you shout amen We have home Feel advantage We're going to shout We're going to praise God We're going to worship him How I many's heard of the Texas A and M Aggies? Anybody Aggie fan? Amen. Do you know that the A and M's ball football stadium says "Home of the Twelfth Man"? How I many realize that "Home of the Twelfth Man"? You know who that Twelfth Man is? Those fans sitting out there in that in that stadium. Amen. That when that enemy comes into our nervous turf. Amen. We're going to make them feel uncomfortable. We're going to make them get nervous. Amen. We're going to psychologically beat them in their minds before they ever get started. And devil, let me tell you something. You walk in these doors, you hadn't got a chance, devil. Because there's apostolic people that's not going to sit down. And we're not going to be quiet. But we're going to Magnify the name of Jesus And run the devil plumb out of here Give us fans Lord Give us fans Fans don't care how loud it is either Oh my I could really If you ever pray for anybody in church Pray for the sound man Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fans can endure anything. Everybody say fans, I got about five minutes. Everybody say fans can endure anything. They can, it can be 20 below zero. It can be so cold that their nasal it forms icicles. Amen. And they're still out there in in the seats. The famous ice bowl between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers was, was, was played in an ice storm, sir. I'm telling you. And they was out there screaming and hollering and carrying on. That's right. We have soccer fields. Used to right where our old church was, I'd had to pass those soccer fields on Sunday morning. I'd look and we'd be pouring down rain. And brother, those kids would be sloshing up and down the soccer fields. And parents would be out there with umbrellas. And the kids would be running up and down and soaking wet. Amen. But they're fans. They're fans. But if it comes 50 drops of water on a Sunday morning, some of us stay home. I ain't got time to preach this. Amen. My God. When Vince Lombardi was coach of the Green Bay Packers, the seats were sold out months in advance of the season openers, although the games were routinely played in minus 5 degrees temperature. If fans can do that for their God, the gods of football, what can we do for our God? That's right That's right Fans want the best seat in the house They want 50 yard line They want front row seats They want right behind home plate They pay premiums for the best house Closer to the action the better Amen But lukewarm saints Bargain for the back seats Of the church Amen If you're on the back seat tonight I'm not saying you're lukewarm I'm saying, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> I, I gotta get myself out of this doghouse. Amen. <laughs> Somebody has to sit on the back seat. Hallelujah. But oh, I'm telling you, the fire burns on the altar. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Give us fans. Give us fans. Let the Holy Ghost flow like rivers. Amen. And this is my last characteristic. I don't have time to preach it. Fans never miss a game. Get to work, so they can talk about it again. Listen to it on the sports shows. Hey man, you see them in person? They record it on videos. They watch it a dozen times over and over again. Hey man, the first sign of backsliding when you start missing church. Hello, the first sign of backsliding is when you start missing church. I had a lady missing church one time. I mean, she was used to be faithful and started missing church. Hey man, I, I, I. Talked to her and I said, I've noticed you've been missing a lot of church. What's the problem? She said, oh, we just got a lot of stuff going on at home. I said, well, big whoopee deal. Who doesn't have a lot of stuff going on? It depends on where your priorities are. I'm a fan of Jesus Christ and nothing supersedes my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't care what kind of stuff you got got going on. This is the most important place in all the world. Let's all stand and clap our hands and magnify Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. I feel like God is calling us to be real fans. I said God is calling us to be real fans. Are you a fan of Jesus Christ? I said are you a fan of Jesus Christ? God give us picked The Lord, Brother Hughes. Hallelujah. 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 Amen.
0: Praise God. Well, we need some radical folks around here. We've been talking about that for a long time, but you heard it like you hadn't heard it before. Amen. I think I want to be a little bit more of a fan than I am right now. Amen. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What a great word. That's one of them you'll go home and think about quite a bit. Next time you come into church, you'll be... All right now. (laughs) Amen. Turn to somebody and say, I want to be a fanatic of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to be addicted to him. A fan and an addict, those kind of go together. You know, they're addicted to something. That's what I want to be. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. If you would remember my father-in-law, when you pray tonight, he is not doing well. had to put him in the hospital today, so remember my wife and her sister. And, uh... God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. Love somebody. Bring somebody with you. Let's have a great celebration around here Sunday morning. In Jesus' name.